0: Welcome to Inclusion
1: Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care. aka
0: the CICC.
1: We're located at inclusivechildcare.org.
0: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Executive Director of the Center, and I'm here with my colleagues, Priscilla Weigel, Assistant Director. Hi, Priscilla. Great to have you back. Glad to be here. We're here with our colleague, Beth Meniga, and she is the Relationship-Based Professional Development Manager at the Center and also our Infant-Toddler Specialist Network Manager. So she is our um, in-house infant-toddler expert. Hi, mm. Beth. Hi. <laughs> and <laughs> we uh, You bet. We're so excited. We have been, we've already had two podcasts um, posted about infants and toddlers and curriculum which is an important topic for uh, early childhood professionals who um, need to show that relationship when they are working in their states, certainly in their quality rating systems, but also in you know making sure they're meeting the needs of infants and toddlers in their programs. And so you've been talking a lot about how infants and toddlers learn and some of the important milestones in learning for infants and toddlers. And so you're going to wrap up some of what you've been saying, although we're going to have you back again for other topics, Mm -hmm. but this particular topic on curriculum today. So we're anxious to hear what you have to say.
1: Great. Well, I think you want to have all that information about how infants learn, and Mm -hmm. then what stages, um, what developmental tasks they might be working on to think about the next step in thinking about curriculum, which is thinking about the context for learning. Where are they doing these learnings? Mm -hmm. Um, And This comes out of the state of California. Their Department of Education has what they call learning foundations. So you can feel free to go online and look it up. Hmm. Um, They've done a lot of work because of their relationship with WestEd and the program for infant-toddler caregivers um, on thinking about infant and toddler caregiving in their state. Um, And a lot of their infant-toddler care takes place in school district settings. So they talk about three different opportunities and context to think about when you're thinking about planning curriculum. And planning curriculum includes planning, observation, and thinking about what you learn from that observation and then applying it to your planning again. So I'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. When we think about context, though, we want to think about the environment. Mm -hmm. So what is going on in our space that allows for play and exploration? Um, and that includes all the physical um, elements that can be touched. We talked about that physical learning, that sensory experiences. It includes... Ability to move through space and explore what it's like when my body moves through space. What happens inside me and what happens outside me as I move. Um, But also think about those infants that aren't yet mobile. How can they explore the world around them? So what's going on that promotes that exploration is one thing to think about in your context for learning. Um, And then another is caregiving routines. Hmm which is something we often forget about. Yeah. But it is really a key part of the whole day of an infant and a toddler. And they are learning so much during these routines about um, how to interact with others, what to expect from others, what happens when I do certain things. Um, and so part of the thinking about that involves us making them an active partner in those routines. Mm. So we're not just doing to them. They are not just little objects that we're manipulating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're people who we're yeah. interacting with and they're mm-hmm. learning from everything we're doing during this interaction. So it's a challenge, but it, also think of it as a blessing because it gives you that time for one to one, even if it's two minutes, yeah. with this child right. to connect. Um, so, um, some things to think about when planning curriculum around routines, which people may be less used to thinking about than environments. Think about, how do you let children know what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Do you remember to do that mm-hmm. so they can get ready? Remember about that, controlling their emotions in their bodies? They've got to be able to do that, especially those young infants. But then as they get older, how can they be your participant? How can they do this with you? Mm -hmm. So letting them know what's going to happen, what you're going to do next, what they're going to do next, Mm -hmm. inviting them into the routine. Oh, I see you're ready to be picked up. You're holding your arms up for me. Let's go. I'm going to pick you up Mm -hmm. now. I love that you reached for me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a way of inviting them in verbally as Mm -hmm. you can do more physical interactions and they can do more things. Help me get the diaper. Yeah. you know okay now lift your legs we do all these things automatically without thinking of it but yes. now it's time to realize that's a way that you invite them in and to be conscious of it intentional and doing it right. every time so um and then acknowledging their responses yeah. and their competence sure. as they grow and they and acknowledge when they they're not happy about their wet diaper they're sure. not happy that that they've They've um, had an accident when they're toddlers. They're not happy about sitting on the body mm-hmm. for this
0: long. Yeah, right. <laughs> that,
1: that's a big feeling they have, and you recognize it, and you're going to stay there with them yeah. as they learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. So um, the caregiving routines, I think, is forgotten sometimes as a learning opportunity, but it's a huge one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. Yeah.
1: So, And then finally, interactions, how we're communicating and I already gave examples of that with the routines, which is a great place to be doing that. Also, as they play and explore, we've talked about this in the language mm-hmm. podcast. You yeah. want to name what they're doing as they're doing it. but And that, you want to have that serve and return, that back and forth. Even if they aren't speaking words that you recognize, the coup, you coup back. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget about singing. Yeah. We had a coach who went to a program that wasn't singing with their infants. Don't forget to sing.
0: Yeah,
1: Singing is a wonderful way, and rhythm is part of that connection to the heartbeat, that connection to the regulation. Mm-hmm. And, and infants call. aren't
0: critics either. <laughs> They're not. They not. I'm not gonna be a session with someone
1: who said, I'm terrible at music. My kids say I'm chanting. I said, Chanting is great. Yeah. yeah. Chant away. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It still yeah. has a rhythm. It yes. still teaches them language. Mm-hmm. It still teaches them that it's playful and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that they can be a part of that interaction. It also teaches them what to expect again in behavior. Right. We communicate through not just words, but if we nod or we kind of look at them what 's expected and what maybe is is crossing a line, and they mm-hmm. 're learning those limits as they become mobile. Mm-hmm. they need to learn as they become mobile what 's safe again, yes. so we help them notice what 's safe and what isn 't safe. Um, all of this is cultural, so they 're also learning the customs, yeah. our beliefs about you know how do you express your emotions, for example, all those things is coming through that language so then the second part of curriculum. You want to plan these um, opportunities, not just know they're happening. So be thoughtful about, what am I putting out in the environment? If I know this is an infant who's just becoming mobile, that's going to make them want to explore and be curious. I'm changing it up because before I wanted them to be secure, so I made a little space in my family child care home mm-hmm. that's their safe space, all the preschoolers, this is what my provider did for my daughter, all the preschoolers helped me set it up and it's safe, it's comfortable there's a lot of interesting fabrics but now she's becoming mobile, so I've got to change it up what can I do to get her to try to move, Mm -hmm. what is she like that I might put a little bit further away to to move, Um, so thinking about how you're going to change it up and then what do I think she's going to do, what do I think is going to be the response and then watching and seeing what happens and as you watch and see what happens it might give you new ideas for something else they can do oh that was really easy for her maybe she needs a little more challenge Mm -hmm. or that was difficult i notice she's having some trouble with this little part of the motor movement what else can i do instead Mm -hmm. to help her um get onto her knees or whatever it is because that's not not something she's doing really comfortably, and it made it too hard for her. Yeah. Um, so really, you're learning as you watch what happens, and then you reflect on that, and you say, okay, what, what did I learn from this that I can do differently or maybe more of? Um, I'm thinking of a coach I watched who did some sensory materials with toddlers and then did another set, and she and the teacher talked about what did, what was the difference between the materials, how did children respond differently, What kinds of things were they doing? Um, One child kept nesting the materials, and so they talked about maybe one idea was maybe we want more nesting opportunities Mm -hmm. that aren't sensory so Mm -hmm. much. But this child, clearly, that's all they wanted to do. So that could be a way you're using your planning and thinking and reflecting to create more curriculum, Mm -hmm. to bring more things in the environment. Um, So that's just an example Mm -hmm. of how um, that observing, planning the environment, the caregiving routines, the interactions, um, then watching what happens, what happens when I let them have more independence in toilet training. Oh, they handled that really well. Maybe I'll give them a new responsibility. Or, oops, that was too much. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We're going to pare back a little bit. Or so-and-so did really well, and -and so-and-so's not ready. So... This child, I'm going to offer more opportunities for that independence. This child needs a little more um, side-by-side coaching.
0: I think that what you're doing today in this podcast is really helping um, providers who maybe are overwhelmed by curriculum and go, where do I begin? But then also you're reinforcing to those who do it so naturally and reminding them that they really are doing something so important and also helping those who really need to decide, okay, how am I going to articulate the fact that I have a curriculum for infants and toddlers? What do I do? How do I do that? For if you have a quality rating system in your state, um, in Minnesota we have Parent Aware. Um, So this is just an opportunity to help folks understand that a little bit more and to realize that there are these key components to caring for infants and toddlers that really are curriculum that they maybe don't realize.
1: Yes, and I would. I'm going to recommend a resource for people who are looking at that. It's a book called "Teaching and Learning with Infants and Toddlers," where meaning making begins, and it's by Mary Jane McGuire Fong. Um, and I think if you're looking at sort of thinking about this more deeply, that's a great resource to start with.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, definitely. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Beth. We appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone, for for tuning in, and we will see you next time.